Aloha party people, you are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 95. This episode is sponsored by Tandawai Rum. Since 1854, Tandawai Distillers has been producing quality rum from the Philippines. The indisputable history of their Philippine rum is the foundation of which the Tandawai legacy continues today. Tandawai Asian Rum is made with premium varieties of heirloom sugarcane grown in the Visayas region of the tropical island of the Philippines. It is the same Southeast Asian vintage canes that has been cultivated for centuries in the tropical maritime climate and rich Philippine soil, which makes Tandawai Asian Rum distinctly Filipino. Tandawai Rum also has lots of history in the tropical exotic cocktail era when it first began with Don the Beachcomber and his Filipino barman in the 1930s. There's evidence that these legendary bartenders created some of the first tropical cocktail recipes using Tandawai Rum. For more information, go to TandawaiUSA.com or stop by Tandawai USA's Facebook page. This episode is brought to you by the Aloha Loft Tiki Vendors Lounge at the Surf Guitar 101 Convention. Surf Guitar 101 is an annual all-day music festival featuring instrumental surf bands from all over the world, happening Saturday, August 4th at Alpine Village in Torrance, California. Enjoy 12 hours of live music and dancing, an authentic German dining experience, and shop to your heart's content. Downstairs, vendors sell music and memorabilia, and upstairs, the Aloha Loft showcases vendors of vintage tiki and tropical-inspired clothing, jewelry, mugs, hair flowers, artwork, and more. For more information, go to surfguitar101.com or search Aloha Loft Tiki Vendor Lounge at Surf Guitar 101 on Facebook. Aloha! On today's episode, we speak with Kelly Merrill. You may know Kelly as one of the main bartenders or mixologists at Disney's Trader Sam's Adventure Bar. We recorded this episode at this year's TikiCon event as he was gearing up for the Iron Tiki Tender competition later that evening. Kelly talks about the process and creative mindset that went behind crafting his strategy for that competition. The competition was close between Kelly and his fellow competitors, Jeannie and Mark. And as a first-hand witness to the process that weekend, I really enjoyed watching the friendly camaraderie that developed between all three of those competitors. As always, I hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we did recording it. And if you did, hit that subscribe button. Subscribing makes it easier for you to follow our adventures as new episodes are delivered to you automatically. Shares on your social media are always appreciated. And if you'd like to help support the show, go to DesertOasisRoom.com and click on the donate button. This podcast is a grassroots effort and it does not survive without the help of its sponsors or its listeners. So donations of any size are totally appreciated and help keep this podcast coming to you every week. Okay, I won't keep you any longer. Here he is, the one and only Kelly Merrill. Got your, you've got your your phaser. No, what, what I think that was your, your my, stun my taser, gun? Your taser. my stun gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I was leaning a little close. Is it is it still okay right You're here? Perfect, man. As long okay? as we, as long as we hit you right here, right. you can see yourself talking. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. How are you feeling this morning? I'm um, great. On day two of TikiCon. Day two of uh, official TikiCon. Well, um, this is day two for some people. This mm-hmm. is day three for me. Yeah. When did you guys fly out? 
Wednesday. So this is four for Katie and I. We got here Wednesday at about one o'clock, and we stayed downtown at an awesome little hotel called the Crystal Hotel, McMinimins Crystal Hotel. McMinimins is everywhere out here, right? I had to look it up. I didn't even know what that was. I thought maybe McMinimins was like an old Oregon pioneer. Nope. He's a guy who bought a brewery in the 90s and then proceeded to buy everything in the world up. And he, from everything I know, he has a real good name. It's not like he's, you know, some corporate overlord or something. Right. From what I understand, what they're doing is they are restoring and preserving historical buildings that they put their businesses in. So they're not tearing stuff down. No. That that's a cool thing. You know, we we need more people like that. Yeah. I mean there's I mean there's a few people in LA doing that, um, with bars and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, they he's they're doing it. The McMinimins group is doing it all over the city to hotels, restaurants, bars, public spaces. So yeah, it's really cool. So McMinimins, everybody. <laughs> Next right, time you're you in go. Portland, think McMinimins. This, this episode <laughs> sponsored by McMinimins. It, it freaking should be. <laughs> Well, anyway, I, I digress. We, uh, we I'm excited to have you on the show <laughs> Thank now, you. Kelly. So for our listeners, we're recording this live from TikiCon, as you already know that. We're out here in Portland, Oregon, and Kelly works at a bar that's like 20 minutes from my house, and it took this <laughs> to get him on the show finally. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about why we're up here. You are competing in the Iron Tiki Tender Challenge. Indeed, yes. Uh, there was... Um, uh, a handful of bartenders across the country, actually internationally. There's a couple guys from South America uh, that entered the competition. Uh, we had to submit a drink, drink recipe, and submit a video. Uh, the very low key, very subdued videos uh, were submitted. I don't know. If sarcasm carries it over through a podcast <laughs> very well, but uh, they were they were pretty ridiculous. And then uh, the judges um, consist of a panel of Blair Reynolds of, of BG Reynolds syrups and some of other local people around here chose three finalists. And I was lucky enough to be chosen as one of the finalists. I was surprised there was actually only three finalists. Actually, I thought it was going to be a larger competition. Um, I well, it is. It's a large competition in terms of, of the tiki world, uh, the tiki community, but it's not like one of these giant, um, you know, brand world events or something like that. That get, okay. You know, but I I think it's. Uh, I think it's going to be fantastic. And it's a super fun competition, too. We've been uh, hanging out with the other two finalists, uh, Mark, yeah. Mark from Arkansas and Jeannie from Pagan Idol. I, I saw that World Peace photo that you posted on right? Facebook this morning. Don't let it fool you. <laughs> I was psyching him out. You couldn't see that my arm was behind him, and I had I was putting uh, yeah, Visine yeah. in their drinks. <laughs> have you seen either one of them today? No. Nah, no, you haven't. I, yeah, I have Actually, not. I'm a little concerned that I haven't seen any of them today. Um, but yeah, so the three of us have been a fun time. We none of us had met each other until uh, Friday, and no Thursday, right? And we all just randomly showed up at the Rum Club here in Portland. All showed up all within about fifteen minutes of one another. It was really strange. Yeah. So we all kind of got to meet each other and hang out, and uh, and it's it's been a it's been a lot of fun. But I, that being said, I will destroy them. <laughs> now you answered a question that I was going to ask you before I get to got to ask it mm-hmm. and that is if you had already known them before the competition i'd known who genie was because she works at pagan idol and mm-hmm. so the you know the the tiki bar community is a is a small community but i had yet to meet her mm-hmm. uh, and she has a great reputation and now that i've met her it's a wildly uh, earned reputation she is great mark i had not i had not known he is a classic like old school bartender you know he spends most of his times doing uh, just fantastic spirit forward whiskey and scotch and whatnot and he's just as geeky about the tiki and um, right. I think he said he's he's looking to uh, open a tiki bar in um, 
Little Rock, right? Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, is that where he's from? Yeah, Little Rock, yep. okay. Little Rock, Arkansas. So he's a yeah. good man. Arkansas is not exactly a hotbed of tiki, so that's that's pretty cool. Well, we said the same thing about Bakersfield. We said the same thing about Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, you're we said right. the same. You're you know, right. every day, you know, uh, every day, there's something new is uh, opening up. Yeah, know? yeah. Now, <clears throat> I'll tell you, I tried all the drinks, and they are all really good. Uh, I I don't want to sound biased, but I am being honest. I do like yours the best. Oh, thank you, Adrian. I appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, but I would have expected nothing less of. Kelly Merrill. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. thank you. I will. Uh, I will accept that wholeheartedly. There were some ingredient issues with the other two. Uh, there were some shipping problems. I know on one of theirs and uh, one of the other because uh, uh, we all made these like bartenders do when we're trying to impress other bartenders. Yeah, yeah. We have to come up with the most crazy ingredient that you know you've never heard of, and, the, and so that's what they did. And they had they had some shipping issues getting them here today. So their their cocktails unfortunately couldn't be 100 percent fleshed out. But like the pros that they are, they just steam forward with it anyway. Yeah. So you you just touched on something that I found interesting. Do you uh, obviously? I mean, you you said that bartenders trying to impress each other. Do you normally <laughs> feel that kind of pressure when you go to other bars? Uh, no. Do, do you feel like if a bartender comes to your bar that you have to show them that hey, I I know what I'm doing? Uh, yes, but it's, I think that, and I, I've been doing this so long, I've been bartending for a long, long, long time, that I, I, I do, yes, I do want to say, hey, look what, look what, look how great of a product that we have, mm-hmm. but not to, not to the point where, I'll bet this is going to freak you out, like, oh, yes, because I, I have freshly roasted, you know, garlic butter or something like that, I don't know, that, but, I'm not trying to freak you out with the kind of ingredients that I can play with, but I want to give you a really good drink. Even that means just means a basic daiquiri, mm-hmm. which among the kind of the craft tiki community, so like craft cocktail bars that do tiki nights, a lot of their benchmarks right now is just a plain old daiquiri. Right. Lime sugar rum. Right. How can, right. Let, let me taste how and you how do lime sugar rum. And how good can they yeah. make that daiquiri, right? Like just exactly. how true to the form yeah. and, and get the origin of the drink. Right. You yeah. don't have to use your homemade, uh, you know, orange essence cucumber or jot or something like that. I mean, if you have that, awesome. For my drink, I made a horseradish syrup. Yeah, um, that was interesting. <laughs> so I got to try that last night. Thankfully that you poured some in a little sample for me. That is really out of the box thinking for me. Who thinks of making a syrup out of horseradish? Um, I did. So. But I mean, like, what was the Everybody inspiration for that? Where did that come from? <laughs> Honestly, I'm, <clears throat> I was going to start working on the, the Mai Tai. So one of the entrants to the uh, Iron Tiki Tender competition was we had to submit a recipe that was based on a Mai Tai, something that was inspired by a Mai Tai. Okay. All right. And I but but I noticed that it was grogs that was being served. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Mai Tai. It meant to be Navy Grog. Grog. Yeah, Navy, Navy Grog. Grog. Sorry, yeah. I said that wrong. So yeah, no, something inspired by a Navy Grog. So I started out with a very basic, classic Navy Grog, the three rum, grapefruit, lime, honey. And, uh, and then I thought, okay, well, where can I kind of tweak it? And then I tried the ingredients that I liked and kind of went back and forth and, um, kind of I was thinking ginger because I always think ginger okay ginger is one of my go-to's I have to like stop myself from using ginger and slap myself on the hand so I met um the I met the grocery sprouts or or mothers or I think I was at sprouts and I was just looking through the produce section buying some ginger root and there next to the ginger root is this giant phallic looking piece of horseradish root (laughs) have you ever seen horseradish root in the store it's like it's, it's weird looking. It looks like a dong. But uh, 
Is that why they call I'm, it? Am I allowed to say dong? Is that on why podcast? they call it hung like a horse radish? Yes, because it's a radish that's hung like a horse. <laughs> Honestly, that would be a compliment. Um, so I see this horse. I love horseradish. Horseradish. I, I is do like too. A, and it's almost like a childhood. I love. Sense I love. Memory I thing. love horseradish cream. Yeah, hung like a horse. Oh, we're radish ta- cream. We're taking this to a whole <laughs> another area right now. I do. I can't have a steak now without horseradish yeah. or like Dijon mustard. Mm-hmm. I don't do the steak but, sauce thing. Exactly. I like I that bite. You. And, and, and but so you wouldn't I know think about that for a cocktail. I know what you're getting at is yeah. that with, with the ginger, mm-hmm. right? The taste of the ginger, and then you saw the horseradish, and you thought, "Oh, wait a second. I wonder if." And, right? and like I was saying it's a it's a big memory, like sense memory thing for me. My grandfather loved horseradish. My grandfather uh, just would put horseradish on everything. So I grew up with it. I've always been a big fan. So I so I bought a little piece of it, and I thought, "Well, let me see if I can do something with that, play with that." And I I. Basically, I tried a bunch of different versions, and I tried out uh, with the syrup using just a little bit of horseradish with a lot more sugar and then water and whatnot, uh, thinking that, of course, the horseradish is going to overpower everything, mm-hmm. and it does not. Oh, it's, yes. Yeah, I would have thought, too. No, I did, too. That's why I had to make another one and add more, and then I had to make more because the, the actual horseradish flavor is getting lost. Um, like a lot of roots that you cook or boil down or whatnot, it actually sweetens up, and it loses a mm. lot of its heat. And the, the, the example I use is think of like roasted garlic or, you know, when you right. roast garlic, it, yeah, me- yeah. it, it, it takes the bite down. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I found the same thing where I ended up using almost an equal amount of horseradish to sugar. Yeah. And so, which is, which is just blew my mind thinking. That's how so so it, is it just a simple with horseradish? Because it's a different color. Terminato sugar. Oh, okay. So All I right. tried Demerara sugar. I tried just normal granulated organic and I tried uh, Turbinado. And turbinado sugars is what did it. That was the real one. The, the just kind of the the deeper, bolder consistency of it. it and worked. having tasted it just as a syrup, I think you balanced the flavor perfectly because oh, the you. horseradish is there, but it doesn't overpower the syrup. Mm-hmm. So I, I want it to just be just right. a little, just a little in the finish, just a little in that when you exhale. Yeah. Now yeah. I sound really obnoxious, but it's true. <laughs> and it, and it, so and I, I I found the right proportion to mix in with this very very traditional navy grog. That I also, because I love it, I threw in some chinar. And if you, you know, if yeah. your listeners have never had chinar, please go try to find some. It's a, it's an Italian amaro with an artichoke base. And I love it. And, love and it, it's love spelled C Y C Y N A R. Right. I didn't know that it was pronounced chinar. Yeah. Just like, uh, what is the what's the rum? Um, Bacardi. No, no, no. Oh. The other one. Um, <laughs> the other one. Yes. <laughs> I never knew it was pronounced Sailor Jerry. <laughs> oh, I'm going to edit this. I, I'm going to edit this part out. No, no, so, this is great. Leave this This is going to be your highlight reel. It's um <laughs> it's it's pronounced with a a sh sound. Um Go Kashasa. No, 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 the clear one. The clear one that everybody uses as a as a I know I've got to know what you're talking about. It's just not coming to my mind right now. Yeah. Is, uh, all right. Yeah, I'm editing this part out. So, <laughs> quick, somebody look up shrum. <laughs> Crucian. Crucian. That's not. It's, it's pronounced Crucian. It's not Cruzon? Not Cruzon. Oh, well, there you, there you go. See, there you nah, go. I, I just learned something new. The, the I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crucian? Crucian. That's what huh. I've been told. Yeah. Isn't that. The Virgin Islands is where it's from. Virgin Islands. It's U.S. Virgin Islands. Why would it have a funky accent? There's a, there's a cocktail know. that was being served yeah, yesterday by Halle Pelle. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there, well, there you go. Kushan, everybody. There was a cocktail being served yesterday by Halle Pele that is pronounced Bokola. Mm-hmm. 
B O K O L A. I kept calling it Bo Cola. Bo Cola. <laughs> yeah, like Bo Nose Cola. Yeah. <laughs> Bo Cola. Bo Cola. It's all right. Can I, got, I have some Bo Cola? <laughs> I got corrected by a local in Portland for saying Willamette. Oh, how do you pronounce that? Willamette. Like Will I Am. Willamette. Yeah. I'm like, no, you there's have to two put, L's, it's Willamette. You have to put the accent over the right syllable. <laughs> <laughs> and in Portland, um, C-O-U-C-H does not spell couch. It spells cooch. Cooch, There's yeah. a cooch street named after a guy named Cooch, which, sorry. Oh, that sounds nasty. <laughs> Mr. Cooch. That sounds dirty, man. Yeah. But yeah, there's a guy that told us that. He goes, yeah, if you... If you want to sound like a local, it's called cooch. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I call it lots of things, yeah, but yeah. okay. <laughs> I mess around with people when they're at when they come down to LA, and I give them directions, and I say, "So you're gonna go west on the ten. You're gonna exit on Sepulveda, and then <laughs> and they don't know that I'm saying it wrong. Yeah. And so when they get lost and they ask, "Can you, can you tell me where Sepulveda is?" and people are like. Yeah, that's Sepulveda. <laughs> You're not from around here, are you? Sepulveda. <laughs> it's actually, I learned this at the, um, we're way off track right now. That's at all right. the uh, Santa Barbara Mission years ago, that, which is where the Sepulveda Indian tribe was kind of located, that they do pronounce it Sepulveda. Sepulveda. It's an Indian tribe, and that's what the street is named after. Well, but look, of course, we call it Sepulveda. If so. you look at old maps of LA, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills, or I should say that whole area where Beverly Hills was, uh, it, it was like a ranch. It was like a cowboy ranch. They were all ranchos, yeah. right? They were. It was. They were dirt roads. Mm-hmm. So Rodeo Drive was Rodeo Drive. Yeah. Just those pretentious uppity people changed the pronunciation to make it sound like, oh no, we don't want it, it to sound Rodeo. too, too, <laughs> you know. Rodeo. Because it's Spanish. Is that how? Yes, it was Spanish. So okay. we we're actually so you're we actually pronouncing it correctly because it's a Spanish. So rodeo in Spanish is rodeo. Exactly. Rodeo. Wow, Spanish rodeo. is easy. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Huh. There you go. So, so in, in uh, how Siri can become racist. Oh. Oh, nice. So, so if you want Siri to be racist, ask her to pronounce Cienega, which is the name of a street in Los Angeles, La Cienega. And apparently, she does not pronounce Cienega correctly. And we'll let you. So we'll everybody, let you everybody out, out there, you, you, let's let's get Siri on your phones and let's have you. <laughs> let's have you guys figure this one out. This By the is, way, I'm going to start a podcast on street names. Yeah, we I'm, should do and that. I'm, and I'm only half kidding about that. We should do that because <laughs> I love. Ask Katie. I love street names. I love maps and highways. I can. Oh, dude, I, I love maps. I love. I could look at maps all day. I could fold mm-hmm. out. Yeah, or globes. I love globes. looking at globes. I love the interstate highway system. I'm fascinated with yeah. with what highways were where, what they used to be called, where they go, why they're, yeah. you know, I, I love it. That's awesome. Wow. I'll be driving around. I'm like, you know, this is part of the old 101. See, yeah, I know. <laughs> you, you talked about that. Please tell me more about right, the old right. highway 101. Right. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, the three ways. So, dude, the three-ways from the Pacific Electric lines in Southern California. I lo- oh, don't get me started on the Pacific Electric. I'll talk all day. That's going to be for our follow-up episode. Yeah. Kelly talks trains. Yeah, we can do that. If you have a product, service, or event that you'd like to bring attention to, we can help. Imagine hearing your ad in this spot, just like you're hearing this one right now. Sponsor an episode and get the exposure you deserve. For more information, go to DesertOasisRoom.com and click on Services. This episode is sponsored by Jason's Tiki Adventures. 
Follow tiki enthusiast and master thrift hunter Jason T. Smith as he travels the country discussing and reviewing the ins, the outs, the good, and the bad of tiki in America. Watch Jason's Tiki Adventures on the Jason T. Smith channel on YouTube every Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. This episode is brought to you in part by Steadfast Pomade. Steadfast Pomade is a strong-holding, medium-bodied, water-based styling product for men and women, which leaves your hair looking slick, neat, and shiny with a clean, fresh scent. Its unique formula allows you to easily restyle your hair throughout the day and washes out with ease. Steadfast Pomade is American-made and veteran-owned, available in original and anchor hold. Get yours today at SteadfastPomade.com. Tame the waves and keep it steadfast. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Tea. Founded in 1961, the Tiki Tea is a family-owned and operated tropical drink bar practicing the lost art of exotic cocktail mixing. Come try their house specialty, the Ray's Mistake, a delicious concoction of botanic liqueurs, passion fruit, gin, and rum for only $6 on Wednesdays until 9 p.m. The Tiki Tea is located at 4427 Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, California. For more information, check out their website, tiki-ti.com. The Tiki Tea, ground zero for tropical drinks. So tell me about this drink that you made. Have you made this before this competition? No. Could I have ordered a, this? No, no. No, this was a this was a, a total kind of uh, I mean other than the fact that it's heavily based on a on a navy grog and I, I wanted it to still taste like a navy grog. And I you know I, I a lot of the other uh, entrants that were put in recipes, not the three, not the other two competitors here this weekend, but the other competitors that put in, put their hat in the ring. I, their drinks sounded fantastic, and I'll bet they were absolutely delicious, but I kind of personally thought that they weren't really based on a grog on at a all. grog, yeah. You know, yeah. maybe it had grapefruit juice in it. Well, yeah. just because it has grapefruit doesn't mean it's a navy grog. Like, I think yeah, it yeah, still has yeah. to embody navy grog. And maybe that went into the judges' selection as well, because I think the three drinks that were chosen... This weekend, uh, I'll, I'll still do Embody a Navy Grog. But, um, yeah, so it's a drink I call the Trojan Horse because it's horseradish and it kind of sneaks up on you. I love that. And um, I made it with a Plantation 5 rum and a Eldorado 8-year Demerara rum and a Rum Clement, uh, okay. Agricole rum. So I got all the all the three basic styles of rum in there. Uh, the Chinar Amaro, like we talked about a little bit ago. Fresh grapefruit juice and fresh lime juice, Pecho bitters, uh, which is a very traditional New Orleans style bitters. It was, uh, it's still around. If you've ever had a Sazerac before, a Sazerac sure. has to have Pecho bitters, or it ain't, sure. or it ain't a Sazerac. And uh, then I also had a little bit of bubbly water, just a little bit of soda water, which I actually shake into the drink, um, which is kind of counterproductive if you've ever made cocktails before. You think that if you shake a drink or blend a drink that has the soda water in it, it's just adding water because it's going to lose its effervescence and whatnot but the, the co2 the co2 inside bubbly water actually holds up it adds a, a certain mouthfeel a consistency uh, i also have a used a honey syrup just a one-to-one honey syrup which is really easy oh to one use. to one yeah one-to-one honey i normally syrup. cut mine at two to one a lot of people do two to one i like one to one honey I, I really really enjoy using honey as a sweetener, uh, I do too. Instead of, of simple syrup, I do from time too. to time. But I feel like I my, told that to somebody yesterday. Mm-hmm, yeah, you, it should, and I, and I think it's great. But I personally think that if it's just a little bit too much, that the earthy kind of uh, like 
terroir, if I can, if I can use that word, kind of the earthy terroir of honey overpowers a lot of stuff. Okay. Which is why I prefer to use a one to one. That way, I don't. I can. I can be a little more imperfect. Okay. With okay. it. Okay. Um, simple syrup. I like to do a two to one. So that way, I can use less of it. Okay. Uh, so I'd use this honey syrup and then that horseradish syrup that we talked about. I uh, just used about a half an ounce of that in there. Um, so, yeah, and it, it came together. Uh, crushed ice. I just you, I shake the hell out of it with crushed ice. I preferred not to use a, a blender. You could. That's fine. But, yeah, just shake the hell out with crushed ice and then there you go. Now, are we going to be fortunate enough to start ordering this thing at Trader Sam's sometime? Uh, no, because because of current California health laws. You're you're not legally allowed to make food at home and then bring it into a restaurant to serve it. But why couldn't you make it at the restaurant? I could make it at the restaurant. I'd have to get, I, I see if I can get someone to buy a chunk of horseradish, and then mm. I have to find time in right. there somewhere to actually go into the kitchen and make it. It's about a three hour process because you've got to. Oh. And most of that is just sitting and waiting. It's not like yeah, you're yeah. you know doing stuff for three hours. You're just sitting right. and waiting. So right. it is it is a bit of a it is a bit of a process, but. Uh, unfortunately, that's going to be a kind of a thing that you're going to have to find me uh, if you're local when I do some guest bartending gigs anywhere. Maybe I'll bring it with so me. So I am fortunate enough to be able to enjoy it. I should have had another one then. So this, this is why I went over there to go get that. I actually didn't remember that that little uh, party or whatever you call it was mm-hmm. happening. I was recording something here yesterday, and a friend walked up and said, try this. And I tried it, and I said, wow, that's good. And she said, that's Kelly's drink. And I said, okay, I need to wrap this so I can go get one. And then I went looking for you because it was it was great. I loved it. Yeah, thank you. I yeah. was I was really surprised. You know, it's as long as I've been bartending, and a lot of lifelong bartenders will tell you the same thing. As long as I've been bartending and all the original drinks that I've, I've come up with, there's really only a, a 10 or so that I would really like stake my name to. You yeah. know, this is it. Yeah. That's great. There's there's dozens of others that are pretty good. I like. Yeah. But of my original cocktails, I, there's only, you know, 15-something drinks, and that's one of them. I was right. really, really right. happy with the way that came out. All right. Yeah. So, I'm glad you enjoyed it, too. Yeah, it was great. Great. Thank you. And I got one last question for sure. you. What is your favorite cocktail? Oh, Actually, let me ask you this question. What's the... the the favorite cocktail you like to drink and what's the favorite cocktail that you like to make because sometimes they're not one and the same. Sure. Yeah, no, I get asked this question quite a bit. Um, the favorite cocktail to drink, that's like asking somebody their favorite movie. Like, it just depends on your mood. Okay. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about the Navy Grog. Navy Grog is one of my benchmarks, mm-hmm. uh, if, especially if it's a bar I've never been to. I just want to not judge them, but just kind of see where their where their kind of palate is and whatnot. Uh, I think the Navy Grog is, is a perfect drink. Um, one of my favorite go-tos, if I'm at a, the right kind of bar, uh, is a 50-50 martini. So 50% gin, 50% uh, vermouth. Okay. So equal parts gin and vermouth with just a, one dash of orange bitters. Uh, that and then stirred up real cold, put in a coupe or a, you know a stemmed cocktail glass. I love that. I could drink that all day. Um, I'm n- always known to have just really cheap beer at home. <laughs> I rarely, <laughs> rarely make cocktails at home. A lot of people say, "Oh, you must just make cocktails at home." No, I, I don't make cocktails at home at all. Uh, I have I have a really nice liquor selection, I, dude. I get it, man. <laughs> yeah. Look, I have I have a rum sponsor on the podcast. I have mm-hmm. Tandoi Rum. And I essentially have a bottomless bottle. Yeah. I give away more of it than I ever drink. Yeah. I probably give away 90, more than 95% of it because I just don't need to drink it yeah. all the time. No, you, you don't. Know? 
I'll make um, if we have some friends over or whatnot. I'll make, we've got these really nice vintage cocktail pitchers. Uh, I'll make a pitcher of Negroni. Yeah, I've always got stuff on hand to make Negronis, okay. which is also one of my other favorite go tos. And that's easy. You can throw you can throw together a pitcher of Negroni in five minutes. Yeah, and, you know, throw some ice, stir it up, and you're good to go. Uh, and that's that's a, a nice drink. One of my other favorite drinks is the Negroni Cousin, which is the Boulevardier, which is instead of gin, you use uh, some bourbon. And I, I enjoy that drink very much. Mm-hmm. As far as tiki drinks go, let's say the Navy Grog, um, a really well-made jet pilot, which I'm lucky enough. There's two bars here in Portland that make really good jet pilots. Uh-huh. So I've been jet piloted quite a bit this weekend. Been jet piloting so far. Oh, it's, uh, it's jet pilot. It's fantastic. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. QB Cooler is one of my favorite uh, tiki drinks. Um yeah, there's a, an actual, you know, real zombie. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, there's there's, yeah. there's too many. Yeah. Too many. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. You're right. That's the right answer. It depends on the mood, mm-hmm. and it depends on which bar you're at, and, yeah. and who the bartender is that's making it. And yeah, like there's, if, there's I'm not going go to go. I'm not going to go to a dive bar and ask them if they know how to make a missionary's downfall. Right. You know, and I, that, that's just. I think just that's kind of rude. It's and that's obnoxious. No, you're right. Yeah, completely. You go to a dive bar, get your shot of whiskey and your beer, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and love it because that's that's also one of my favorite drinks. Yeah. is a shot of whiskey and a beer. Wow, I'm glad that you say that yeah. because I say that too, and people. You know, sometimes a dive bar is just the the thing the doctor ordered, man. Yeah, it's like absolutely. the right place at the right time. It it's the perfect touch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited about this competition. As our hometown hero, <laughs> I want to see you bring the the glory home for us. I'll, I'll do my best. Or as uh, our friend Dave Estella said, if you don't win, don't come home. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Thanks for the pressure, Dave. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the podcast, Kelly. My pleasure, Agent. Uh, let's tell everybody where they can get some of your drinks if they want to have a Kelly Merrill-created cocktail. Well, I, I work uh, at Trader Sam's at the Disneyland Hotel in Anaheim. So uh, I'm usually there Monday through Friday at various times, and uh, they can come in and grab one of our drinks off the menu, which is delicious, or ask for a drink that's uh, not on the menu. And we're happy to do that, too. And if I'm not there, our, our bartenders are, are happy to make you whatever you want. And people always ask, well, what's your best drink? And I say, well, what's your favorite drink? Exactly. Well, then that's our best drink. Exactly. Whatever you like. That's what, that's like. what that's what the best one is. So. There you go. There yeah, you so go. come by and say hi. Awesome. And for our listeners out there, if you have any questions, comments, or just want to leave a shout out for Kelly... Find us on Facebook at our group page inside the Desert Oasis Room. You can follow us on Instagram at Polynesian Pop. And let's throw your your Instagram out here too. Instagram is Old Man Merrill. At uh, Old Man yeah. Merrill. I don't I don't update as often as a lot of people do, but there's some fun things on there. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you guys want to listen to any of our previous episodes or try to get on a future episode, check us out at DesertOasisRoom.com. Drop in at Trader Sam's at the Disneyland Hotel in Anaheim, California, and tell Kelly that you listen to his episode and you want to try something yeah. that only he can make you, I guarantee you will not be disappointed. Thanks again, Kelly. My pleasure. Cheers Take and care. aloha. Cheers. See ya. <laughs>